0: Star What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky, I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute, hey, I'm ghosted! By Roz Dressfilez. Eat Hey, boo. It's me, Roz Falaz, reporting from the shower studios at my boyfriend's home in San Diego. I had a wonderful weekend. We went to Joshua Tree, which I, I feel that anytime I'm out in the desert, it's just, it's such, it's such a magical place, and there is a ton of paranormal phenomenon i mean anytime i'm in the desert i'm fully convinced that i'll be abducted by aliens and i was reading a bit about paranormal phenomena in joshua tree and i was reading about the yucca man which is sort of their kind of bigfoot cryptid creature that's been spotted out there and i was also reading about some ufo sightings but I did not see anything. I did go to a flea market out there and I saw a really cool vintage, they said 1950s Ouija board that was up for sale and it was real cheap. And I thought about it. It crossed my mind. But then I remembered the experience I had, which I told in episode one of this show with a Ouija board. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying all Ouija boards are the same. I'm not trying to generalize, but it crossed my mind. I said, do I, do I need, should I have it? for the content, so I can have something to report on, Uh, but ultimately I decided not to, and I think that was the right decision. But anyway, I am so excited about the conversation that is on the show today. I talked to Nico Case, who I'm sure many of you know, she is an incredible musical powerhouse and musician, songwriter, singer, And I tell the story in the conversation of how this all came to be, but I'm just so honored that she sat down with me and we chatted about ghosts. It's not the kind that has necessarily, um, she doesn't necessarily have her own ghost stories, but we, you know, we read some listener stories and we talk about various things. And honestly, I had a great time and I I hope you enjoyed as well. So... Without further ado, on with the show! Oh my god, Nico Case, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic.
0: I'm like, well first of all, I'm very starstruck right now. And I can't even like believe how this all came to be because I just was, you know, doing my typical sitting around watching golden girls or whatever I was doing. And then I got this tweet that I was like, Oh, this is cute. Like a, a Nico case, like fan account or something was talking about how they listened to ghosted. And then I click on it and it's actually you. It's me.
1: And, um, I have to give credit to a man friend, Jeff, who is my boyfriend, who is actually in the background looking for our meteorologist information that we collected the night of the, uh, the last time I saw the uh, Will of the Wisps, which we'll get to, but um, he's the person who turned me on to your show. because He loves shows about the paranormal, and uh, he's a super shy person, so he probably won't say this, but he, um, he loves the fact that you will actually laugh about ghosts.
0: Oh yeah, like yeah,
1: because he, he listens to a million shows about the paranormal. He's like, yeah, people don't usually, they don't talk about it being funny or that ghosts can be funny.
0: I mean, it's unexplained. That's why, to me, it's I. Of course, it can get sensitive at times, but right, right. I feel like you have to just laugh about some of the stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you Manfred yeah, he's, Jeff.
1: Yeah, he's in the back. He's all he's all red right now. He's also being the meteorologist of uh, how the what the perfect conditions for spotting will of the wisps are at least in our latitude and longitude.
0: Well, yeah, let's talk about that because we have not talked about this phenomenon on this show before and you were telling me that this is something that happens where you guys live. So yeah. What what is your experience and what do you what what's a will of the wisp?
1: Well, the will of the wisp, strangely enough, started out as what Jeff thought was some sort of cougar or lion monster in the woods, <laughs> 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 because he was he was like, oh my god, there's something out there. No, I'm serious, and I was like, come on, what is it? And he's like, I saw some eyes. And I looked it up and the eyes that they were glowing a certain color. So it's got to be some kind of cat creature. (laughs) It must be like a puma or something. I'm like, yeah, we we don't really have those around here. So we went outside and he's like, no, you got to come see right now. So we went outside and he shined the light up into the woods and there was something up there, but we couldn't really see it. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I shined it on the eyes and then they blinked at me (laughs) scared me near to death and i was like okay well let's go look so we didn't see that but suddenly out in the field we saw what looked like kind of christmas lights and it was starting to get dark and i was like okay i don't like that who's out there in the field that shouldn't be because we live really remotely right so somebody walking across the field with some kind of lantern it looked a bit like a lantern that had I don't know, like if I were to describe it as technically as I could, it would be like somebody holding a pane of glass and there was Christmas, just white Christmas lights reflected in it.
0: Mm, okay, but, but, it but not with somebody attached to it.
1: No, because we could still see the grass. It was just almost dark. There was no person. And the thing that was weird about it is that it was moving sideways, like a person walking across the field, but it wasn't, Kind of, you know how people kind of move up and down. They have a rhythm because we have legs and they bend. Um, or how like a deer has like a kind of a arcing rhythm going across the field. It had no rhythm. It was just going straight, and it was uh, it was headed straight to the left, and then it kind of just hovered over to some trees on the side of the field. And, and I don't know. It must have crossed twenty acres or something. And then it, it looked like it kind of nestled in some trees and it sparkled for a while and it just gradually dimmed and went out.
0: But not and, like a firefly.
1: No, not like a firefly. Um, it was as though, you know, how, like the end of a match, if you just stare at it, it'll eventually just get less and less and less red. And sure, yeah. Kind of like that, but it took about 10 or 15 minutes to do so. Um, and so we were both like, no way. What was that? And we were kind of freaked out. <laughs> I'm like, who's out in the field? I was getting all manly and puffy, like who's out there. I'm coming after you, but there was nobody out there. So the next day we went and looked around and of course nobody had been out there. And so we lo- we just started looking online for stuff and will of the wisps was the only thing that made sense. And since then we've seen it two more times. And the third time I was, I actually called Jeff on the phone and I was like, can you find what the meteorology report is for our location? Like right the second, cause he was on tour somewhere and he was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. So I took a photo of the thing and a video and it looks terrible. Like it's worse than a Sasquatch uh, video, but <laughs> it really was the real thing. And so I read a lot about fairy lights and people used to see this a lot. And it's a phenomena that occurs when certain Weather conditions happen and it's moist enough in the air. Some sort of off-gassing or something. Not really. Yes. But. but if I lived in not-so-modern times, I would absolutely believe that there were fairies carrying around lights.
0: Well, Or if you're Ross who... I'm somebody that I certainly believe in science, especially when it is something that could save my life or something like that. But if there's a a possibility that I could blame it on being a witch or a ghost, um, I'm going with that.
1: Oh yeah. That's way funner.
0: It's way more fun. Which, okay. I I have
1: plenty of room for that in my, in my life. I want there to be ghosts and I I want dragons. I don't don't care if I can die. I want there to be dragons and, stuff
0: like that well so i was because i've heard of this phenomenon before which Mm -hmm. i think it's called will O the wisps or willow wisps it's like it's it's a cool spelling it's lots of hyphens and even an apostrophe and it's kind of like jello willow the way it's spelled and Mm -hmm. it's um there's there's so much to read about it online and the the reason i've heard about it before was because people have seen what they thought were ghosts outdoors and then they mm-hmm. find out that it's this, but there's actually some really good videos. At least I saw one on YouTube of somebody that actually captured what it looks like. And it looks like what ghost videos that I get sent all the time look like where it, it, it appears to be this floating illuminated um, entity or something. But yeah. one one of the, the things
1: that, is really graceful it's really beautiful it's a it's a very attractive phenomena
0: yeah well but then when I was like uh, learning about the sciencey part of it, mm-hmm. I was okay. So I, I looked this up. Um, I I went to a YouTube channel called Sci Show, and they said that it was probably caused by a spontaneous combustion caused by certain mixtures of gas reacting with atmospheric oxygen that can consist of things like methane carbon dioxide and most notably compounds containing phosphine like one called diophosphine then I fell asleep so basically to me (laughs) I decided to look at a different website which is called um, uh, genies.fandom.com which Mm -hmm. has tons of the folklore of what these are and I think my favorite version that I was reading was in mexico they believe that it's witches um but it seems like a lot of people used to believe that it was um like a ghost that was leading people into either treasure or leading them into the wrong direction if they were trying to hide treasure uh, i like that way more than learning about um gases um to me it sounds like a a tree fart or something. and that's... Yeah.
1: It's pretty much like, it's like lightning bug farts or something is kind of what it sounded like. I can't remember a single part of the science description that I read about it, but, uh, you know, I,
0: I'm more for witches and fairies myself. <laughs> so you've never had like a ghost experience?
1: No. And, you know, I travel all over the world and, Playing theaters, like, I think theaters are made, like, are they one of the most haunted kinds of buildings that there are? Because it seems like pretty much every place we go, there's a ghost story about the building that we're in.
0: Really? Can you think of? really super new. Like, what's a particular place that you've been to that you can remember that?
1: um, Well, the one that I've been to the most is the Hotel Congress in Tucson, Arizona. And I stayed there a million times, I played there a million times, never saw a ghost. And lots of people insist that they have, and the housekeepers are like, oh yeah, there's a man who's nicely dressed or there's supposed to be a woman as well. Um, But I've just, I know so many people who've had these awesome experiences and I've never managed to do it. I might just be too ham-fisted or something, I'm not really sure. Maybe ghosts are just like, oh, she is, she is gauche.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm looking up the Hotel Congress. This place looks cool.
1: It's so beautiful and amazing. And like all the rooms, you know, they have old radios in them and you can listen to oldies radio. And
0: it says it had a devastating fire in 1934. Mm -hmm. And um, seems like a couple of tragedies. Ooh.
1: Bank robber shot, stuff like that.
0: Some Wild West stuff.
1: Yeah, some standard Wild Westery.
0: So, but you're definitely open to having your own experiences.
1: Yeah, big time. But it doesn't ever seem to happen. I think what I about, would, Like, you know when you really want to pet a cat and it's like, no.
0: It's just not having it.
1: You want it too much.
0: Yeah, I, want- a, I always say that. You can't be too thirsty. Ghosts—it's like da- it's like the dating world. I think, in a sense, Absolutely. ghosts are like you're coming on way too strong, and it, they get turned off. Mm-hmm. Do, what about like a uh, psychic? Have you been to psychics?
1: Um, a couple times, and yeah i I don't remember anything about my experiences with psychics. So I think that they didn't really tell me anything too crazy. <laughs> I mean, I. Nobody's ever told me I was anything really exciting in a past life or anything,
0: yeah, well,
1: I was i I, I was told I was a warrior once, and I was like, duh, I know uh,
0: obviously.
1: Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I was um looking for different things that I thought would be fun to talk to you about. And I found there's this house that's up for sale in New York that seems to be the kind of place that attracts like singer songwriter types because a few have lived there and I think a few may have rented it out to, to do some writing. It's in Nyack, New York. And
1: I have a good friend who has a record store there named Jennifer O'Connor. Who's a really great singer songwriter herself.
0: Well, it's up for sale, this house, and it it's very interesting because it's... Well, let me just read you this thing I was reading. This is on Uh So if you search for the place, which is 1 Levita Place is the address, uh, you'll see that it's involved in the 1991 Stambofsky versus Ackley case, which is known as the Ghostbusters ruling. So three decades ago... Helen Ackley was selling the house to Jeffrey Stambowski, um, who was buying it. The eventual ruling by the state Supreme Court is still cited in property law taxes and a subject discussed in law school today. So basically what happened was she had ghost experiences and she did not tell the man.
1: Oh, I'm looking at the Zillow right now it's quite beautiful and if i were a ghost i would be living there absolutely that stairway it screams ghost
0: she said that uh there was a ghost that would wake her daughter by shaking the bed and uh local and national publications reported her paranormal claims so then when she she sells it to the guy and then the guy's like uh what and then he tries to back out of it and then the supreme court in new york the new york supreme court ruled that the house was legally haunted and said that it should have been disclosed to the buyer. Um but yeah. now so then it belonged
1: <laughs> legally haunted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't
1: even know that was possible.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So it then it was sold to the filmmaker Adam Brooks who uh wrote and acted in the movie French Kiss and then he sold it to singer-songwriter Ingrid Michaelson. And then uh, the musician, the current owner, was musician Modest Yahoo. Have you ever done a Ouija board? Yeah, when I was little, but everybody would always
1: admit later that they were pushing it. So,
0: right, I know yeah. that's how it always is.
1: I know. I'm kind of. I'm very. I'm like so unhaunted and bland when it comes to experiences of that nature.
0: Well, I think sometimes maybe just talking about it and putting it out. I have a feeling that a lot of ghosts listen to the show. So, you know, just talking about it. I feel like so many people that listen to this show live in haunted houses. So if they're listening to this, not with earbuds, you know, you I never hear know.
1: I the ghosts podcasts about your show.
0: <laughs> they're That's just... I know. That's the funny thought is like ghost thinking. Okay. These people have it so wrong. Like I did not even mean to do that. I didn't mean to scare like, Modest Yahoo. Like
1: the, the ghost messages, like deciphering the ghost messages. <laughs> Those are the funniest. Like what are they saying in the empty room?
0: Oh, the EVPs.
1: <sighs> the EVPs is the funniest
0: thing. <laughs> we can listen to some. Do you want to listen to some?
1: Oh, what do you got?
0: Oh, you I'm know what I got EVP's. Okay.
1: <laughs> I want to figure out what these ghosts are saying. Maybe okay. this is my in. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope so. All right, it's time for EVP's. Or EVP's. Okay, Nico case. I you know how this works. I go to YouTube. I find EVP's. Sometimes the EVP sometimes if it's an E.V, please, and mm-hmm. I'll let you decide. Okay, this first one I found it's in New Iberia, Louisiana, at a private residence, and it was posted by nola.com's YouTube channel. OK And it is. Um, from the Ghosts of Louisiana Paranormal Society. Tell me what you think this ghost is saying. Okay, it's a lot of background noise. There is a voice that comes in after like the first second. Let me play it again.
1: I think that ghost was just hissing. Like, back it up. (laughs) I didn't really hear a word per se.
0: Let me play it one more time and okay. let's really tune in. Still nothing.
1: I heard the voice. It sounded like a man.
0: Yes. Here, I'll give you I some options.
1: Toilet, toilet paper. <laughs> you sound like you're <laughs> like, like in another part of the house, like, can anybody hear me?
0: early quarantine um (laughs) that's a good guess let me give you some options
1: somebody stranded in the afterlife and they're having an experience
0: do you think do you think that's a thing in the afterlife
1: just toilet paper i just
0: wonder in the afterlife like what what of the human experience you still have to deal with like i don't think you go to the bathroom
1: I wouldn't imagine you eat a lot, but I don't right. know. Maybe we're just weaned on shows about ghosts and vampires and you know entities that don't eat. I don't so
0: know. Well, here's some options.
1: Generous, I suppose.
0: Is it A poor gravy? Is it <laughs> B disobey me? Is it C poor baby or D? Old Navy. All right, let's try it again.
1: I think I'm biased, but I just want poor gravy.
0: I can hear that. They believe it's poor baby. I think it's kind of being like poor baby. Uh, Let's try it one more time. I can see that. I can see that. I'll say it's an ADP.
1: That that makes me think of something which is I've definitely never, ever had an experience where I've, you know, heard or felt the presence of something, but I've definitely felt that I've been so angry in a room or had such a bad experience that I'm probably going to be the person who haunts it later.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, interesting.
1: Like, Like... you're so mad that you become so large or you imprint on the room. Does that make sense? Sure. Future haunter. Yeah. Because I could see like maybe there was a huge fight and it was really
0: charged and somebody could be going, oh, poor baby. Well, you know, what's crazy is that I have had people tell me stories of that kind of thing happening, not even um, involving someone dying. Right, Like someone could just go to that room the next day after you had that emotion and they could feel that.
1: Yeah. And why not?
0: I mean, it's sort of
1: like, Like, maybe it's just like a VHS recording made at the right conditions at the right time by the right kind of energy. And it'll replay later if the conditions are the same or I don't know.
0: That's what it seems to be.
1: You You put your stink on it essentially
0: that's exactly what it is you put your stank right on it Mm -hmm. um let's do one more evp okay this one is in wyoming and it's from casper wyoming ghost hunter and this is at the occidental hotel which is in buffalo wyoming Mm -hmm. and i was reading about that i went to this website onlyinyourstate.com and it's said, it's been open since the 1880s. It was real popular before the Depression. But around the early 1900s, it started having paranormal activity. Uh, it used to be a bordello. And one woman died there on the upper floor. And for decades, her ghost has been seen with long, dark hair wearing a white dress. Ghosts have felt her tapping on their shoulder. They've seen her moving luggage around and flickering lights on and off. Sometimes guests have even heard strange laughter. The paranormal history has led many to the Occidental Hotel as the most haunted spot in Wyoming. Okay. So what is this ghost saying? Um, here it is. Do you hear anything?
1: Yeah, I think she's either saying help or out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Here, let me play it again.
1: There's like a second half that I can't really understand, but the first part definitely sounds like, out!
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely sounds like two parts like that. Okay, well, here's some options. Did they think it was A, whoa, I'm a ghost? (laughs) B, no, I'll do it. Um, Sort of, maybe she was having like one of those, like, hold my beer moments, like, no, I'll do it. Uh, C, no, I don't want to. Or D, yo, Nico Case. No, I'm just hearing no, I don't want to. Yeah, that's what they thought. I hear it too. I actually kind of hear no, I'll do it. No, no I'll do it. But yeah, no, I don't want to.
1: She was a bratty ghost. (laughs) Is a bratty ghost, I should say. She's probably still there.
0: Um, Can I read you a ghost story? Yeah. I've been ghosted too. Okay. This is from Julie who listens to the show. And Julie said to me, I work as a clerk for a very small village in Michigan. About 800 people, no stoplights. is that kind of small. I've worked here for over 21 years, and I've had quite a few weird things happen in our old village hall. It's not an everyday kind of thing, but once or twice a year, I have stuff happen that I just can't explain. When you come into the building, you can turn right and walk into my office, or you can go straight, and it will take you out into the main meeting room. One day, late September of 2015, a woman walked into the building with a small child next to her. It was a little girl with long brown hair wearing a red jacket. As they walked in the front door, I heard the little girl talking to the woman. The woman turns right and walks into my office while the little girl kept going straight and walked out of my sight into the meeting room. The woman sits down in the chair in front of my desk and proceeds to pay her tax bill. We chat for a minute or two about the weather and whatnot. Just everyday chit-chat, nothing in particular that I can remember. But as we were chatting, I was thinking to myself, gosh, that little girl is being awfully quiet. I wonder what she's up to out there. The woman stands up, says to me, have a great day and heads out the front door. Of course, my first thought was what the hell Did she just leave her kid here? I get up from my desk, walk into the other room and find that it's completely empty. Okay, so what I'm wondering is, I don't know, I I sent a message to Julie because I couldn't tell, but is the woman a ghost and the little girl a ghost?
1: Well, the little girl and the woman were talking to each other when they came in, or was it just the little girl talking to the woman and she didn't hear?
0: Oh, now that's fascinating to think about. Cuz that's what I'm thinking like are, they seem like a ghost pair that they were talking to each other. Also, do you have to pay taxes when you're a ghost? Well, in this
1: administration you probably do.
0: <laughs> right. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> I would think
0: not. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting story, but it it kind of feels like that that idea. That's crazy. Like, I
1: can totally picture that scenario too. Yeah. Like, she just comes in. The and, little ski jacket and just, I could totally see it.
0: You know, sometimes ghosts don't necessarily look like, you know, see-through and sometimes they just look like a normal everyday person. So, you know, you may have seen ghosts before.
1: That's a really good point.
0: So next time you're playing at one of these old haunted theaters and you see some old timey looking person, it might not be a hipster, Nico.
1: (sighs) Now I'm going to have to touch everyone.
0: (laughs) If they're not wearing a mask, they might not have had the memo.
1: I don't know. I'm not allowed to go back to work for at least a year. So
0: that's how I feel.
1: The ghost will have time to listen to this podcast and stay far away from me if they don't want me to be touching them
0: see these poor ghosts in places like haunted theaters like what are they doing this whole time
1: just Uh, swanning around
0: yeah they're probably rehearsing their
1: lines i don't know lines (laughs) yeah and a lot of the like most of the places where there's ghosts they used to be like you know theater theaters where people did plays and stuff like that so oh yeah the actors
0: Definitely. And I think a lot of people think, a lot of people think that uh, theaters are haunted because even today there's so much energy coming in and out, you know, so many different people, so many different emotions that kind of can feed it. Right.
1: And they're built for acoustics. So any tiny little disturbance that might like I bet they're haunted mostly because it's the funnest place for a ghost to live. Yeah. It's way easier to communicate somewhere like that, I would think.
0: You know, a theater I was in a couple months ago that's haunted. Um, Have you ever been to the chapel in San Francisco?
1: No, I never
0: have. It's a music venue and they caught a little ghost child running around their, I think, kitchen on security camera and it's on YouTube and it's real creepy. But it's a cool music venue. It was a ghost
1: child running around like somebody went to the theater with their mom and got left maybe
0: oh well actually one thing i forgot to mention is that it used to be a morgue oh so there's that right right (laughs) but now it's a really cool music
1: die at the morgue though
0: like isn't
1: supposed to be more related to where you die rather than your dead body hanging out somewhere
0: Well, that's what's so interesting. I mean, I didn't have any idea. I had very little idea of how ghosts work before I started talking to people on this podcast. And it seems like, no, that's not even always the case. It's not necessarily where you die. It could be a place that you love to go. It could be, and and even with like a morgue, you, especially back in the day, like what if you were still alive and they just didn't know? You know, and then you ended up dying there. I don't know. Where did you grow up? Washington?
1: Yes, Washington State.
0: So did you have, like, folklore of where you lived?
1: No, it was just super creepy.
0: What was creepy? It was
1: literally one of the creepiest.
0: What was? like
1: Everywhere. <laughs> Western Washington. Like, I lived all over Western Washington, and it was, you know, we were living... When While I was a kid, all the murders of the Green River Killer were happening, Ted Bundy, and all that stuff was going on when I was a kid. And so the news was always about horrible things happening to women. Wow. And it was really extra creepy because they never, like with the Green River Killer, he often uh, preyed on women who were involved with prostitution. So they wouldn't ever call them women either. They just would say prostitute. Right. A little girl with no one to explain that to me. I was like, what is that? And you know, the, the, Washington has a thing about it that it's Western Washington. That's just, I don't know. I find it really creepy. I have, I could never live there again. I don't think I love it and it's my home, but at the same time, it's it's very dark. Well, I, I, like- I, felt, I felt very validated when Twin Peaks came out. Like, see, <laughs> you? all this time, um, and then I don't know. It's it still has that energy for me when I'm there. But yeah, you know. But then, as a kid, I also didn't really have any parents, and so my friends and I would do really stupid things, like hitchhike on weird highways around the peninsula for the weekend. Like, it wasn't very smart. So maybe I just am not haunty because so many horrible actual things could happen at any time.
0: What do you mean? Like, you're not haunty.
1: People disappearing, being murdered, stuff like that. Not like their ghosts would come back and talk to you, but like... I always felt like there was definitely bad humans everywhere.
0: Right.
1: Shady bad humans.
0: Definitely. I mean
1: And there what? I mean there are other places I've gone that I felt like, okay, this there's some serious darkness here. Like Colorado gives me that feeling too. <laughs>
0: What do you think about like a haunted doll or something like that? Would you, since you're open to these experiences, would you welcome one of those into your house?
1: Well, I mean, no, not if they're like the ones that uh, are in all the movies I've seen. but, but what if about they like a nice haunted up, doll like suddenly just hear some lullaby happening, that'd be fine.
0: Wait, that just reminded me. Somebody sent me a story oh, recently.
1: Oh, well, maybe that would be kind of cool.
0: Oh, do a collab.
1: Yeah, I would totally record that.
0: <laughs> somebody just sent me, wait, somebody sent me a story about a haunted object. Can I read you one more story?
1: Yeah, please.
0: Okay, here it is. One second. It's a little bit longer. So if you get sick of me, just hang up. Um,
1: There's no such thing as that.
0: It's not that long, though. Okay, this is from Sherry, who listens to the show. She says, my name is Cher. I'm sorry, Cher. Uh, My name is Cher. I absolutely adore you and your podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, I've been binging old episodes, and there have been a few episodes where you've discussed buying haunted dolls off of eBay. Uh, It made me think that I should send you this story because it's one of the weirdest and still unexplained things that has ever happened to me. My dad is an antique trader slash collector, and he has always preferred to collect oddities. I have had weird paranormal experiences my whole life. I mostly blame it on all the weird stuff slash energy my dad is constantly bringing into our home by buying all these items. One day, my dad decided to purchase an antique Ouija board and planchette. About three weeks later, we get two fairly large boxes in the mail uh, when there should only have been one box. My dad called me out to the garage to open the Ouija board with him. My dad was equally puzzled about the two boxes, but they were both addressed to him. He opened the first box and there was the Ouija board complete with the planchette, which, you know, was like the little thing you put your fingers uh-huh. on. I opened the second box and to my horror, I saw an antique doll staring up at me. It gave me a horrible feeling the moment I saw it. My dad took it from me and looked it over and had no idea why it was sent to us. The box also had no return address. Basically, we thought the person who sold us the Ouija board had accidentally sent the doll to the wrong person. My dad contacted her and sent her pictures of the doll, and the seller said that she had never seen it before. To be honest, I think she was trying to get rid of the doll. We did some research and found out it was a German doll from the 1800s. These dolls can be worth an upward of $300. So it's kind of weird that somebody would give it up. As much as the doll freaked me out, I was still curious to see if it was haunted. One night, I took one of these wind-up toys, uh, a little chicken, which uses a key to wind up. I made sure the toy was not wound up and placed it leaning against the doll a certain way and then left it overnight. I had no, I told no one in the house I was doing this. The next morning, I went to check on the doll. The toy was facing the opposite way when I had placed it the night before. Oh, then I had placed it the night before I picked up the toy and it started to hop on its own in my hands. It had somehow been wound up while the key wasn't even close to it. This freaked me out, and I never messed with the doll again. When the doll, we had the doll sitting out on our mantle for a while, but everyone who came over absolutely hated the doll, even people <laughs> who didn't know the story. I know. They doll. would comment that they felt like the doll was watching them and they could feel her eyes on the back of their heads. It got to the point where my dad put the doll in our storage room in a box. Then whenever someone would go in that room, they would say the energy in there felt dark. Side note, every time we brought the doll out, my dog acted scared and would run away. About a year later, my dad tried to sell it to a local buy and sell site. A lady who was very interested, she contacted him many times saying that she was excited to get this doll, sent him a check for $200, which she paid for the doll in full. She, oh, she was on sale because she was worth 300 Sold her for $200. Um, she said she lived in another city but visited our city every few months. Her plan was to stop in a few weeks to pick it up. She never showed up to get the doll and never contacted us again and never answered my, da- my dad's phone calls or emails. We believe that the doll was not ready to leave and wasn't going anywhere without the board, so maybe it did something to the lady. Or she suddenly changed her mind and never asked for her money back, question mark. My dad held onto the doll for another six months, but the lady never contacted him again. She put the doll, he put the doll back up for sale and another woman bought it. We told her the story of the doll because it didn't feel right to just give someone a haunted doll. But it turns out this woman was into creepy stuff and ended up taking (laughs) the doll to a medium. She updated us and said that the medium didn't suspect any quote bad vibes from it but i don't know after living with it for almost two years i would have to disagree all in all i'm glad that the doll decided to move on and leave us alone it sounds like the woman really cares for it we still have the ouija board it doesn't seem to have anything attached to it interesting so do you want to buy a haunted doll
1: (laughs) No, but I definitely know it's not weird for those little wind-up chickens to just start hopping on their own. So, I don't think the doll did that. <laughs> okay. I'm all uh, like, chicken, those are all... What the... What about... No, chicken. Yeah. Well, you're the one that has the little baby chicks definitely. in the other room. Yeah, well, I had, I had a bunch of those wind-up toys, too, and they would often just go off
0: on their own. Well, what I guess is the really weird part is that it came in the mail... Um, but for I do sure. like the idea that the doll was like, uh, uh, I am not That's done cool. here yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the doll was just waiting for the second lady.
0: I guess so. I don't know. But check out eBay if you ever want to, you know, find a a benign haunted doll that might just be a. I've
1: it. never looked for haunted items, but this is going to be good.
0: I mean, I there's no time like a quarantine.
1: A no. You're absolutely right.
0: (laughs) Unless you're me and that's how you spend your regular time. Um, I just
1: picture you scrolling through the ghost videos that people send you.
0: Oh yeah. I love
1: it. What is your favorite scrolling snack while you are, you know, checking out the different videos? Like, do you have a specific setup? Like, Okay, I've got my cornflakes and my gigantic iced tea. I'm going to scroll through some ghost videos <laughs> and validate.
0: I mean, I'm usually I I drink so much coffee and mm-hmm. then I'm always wondering why I can't sleep and why I'm have so much anxiety. So, the ghosts before bedtime and then the coffee, it's just it doesn't it's not smart. This is Yeah. This is what it's like to be me.
1: Well, do you, I mean, where you live, do you feel any sort of disturbances in your own home that you live in? Like, do you, do you think there's anything going on where you live? Or do you feel like there, because I've lived in places where I don't think there was ever a single time that I've been like freaked out by anything. Right. And I felt so overly safe that I couldn't imagine something like that happening. And so therefore, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, yeah,
0: no, where I live currently. And I've always, my entire life been, if I go to a new place, I'm like, is this haunted? Don't lie to me, to the person that's the (laughs) one or whatever. And. Disclose immediately. Yes. And and I'll send them the link to Madis Yahoo's house and I'll say, you legally have to tell me. Um, but I have not had that problem where I live now. Um, but I've been staying in San Diego with my boyfriend and I've been doing, I've been doing way too much antiquing on the internet, just like buying all kinds of like, 1960s paraphernalia and Mm -hmm. um you know people are constantly telling me you have to sage it you have to you know who knows who died wearing that outfit or whatever um and I'll, i'll be honest i don't always do that and so i've been bringing so many things into his house and i don't know we had a moment or two where something fell over that should not have fallen over when there was no gust of wind, um, that kind of moment. So I'm going to keep my eyes out for it because I think that it's possible. Some kind of energy could be here, but mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, nothing too crazy.
1: Okay. Well, I will send you um, the perfect uh, condi- weather conditions to see a uh, will o' the wisp. If yeah, you need. I, mean, I, could, I could read them on the show. I don't really know how exciting they'll be. Like, let's hear it. Air pressure, air pressure has to be thirty point three eight inches. Visibility five miles. Clouds eh, partly cloudy. Dew point thirty six Fahrenheit. Humidity ninety six percent. Zero rainfall. Zero snow. And this always happens in like October.
0: Now, what part of the world are you
1: in? I live in Northeastern Vermont and I live in some foothills um, and there are lots of fields. And uh, I think that one of the things is, is there's like a field behind us. Like we live on the side of a mountain, which is not a, a mountain if you don't live in, uh, the, in the Appalachian chain. If you live out West, you're like, that's not a mountain. That's like a hill, but, There's like these little valleys. So I think that certain areas retain this kind of moisture and then it's kind of unseasonally warm, but then it's kind of wet out. And, you know, I've, the last time I saw the will of the wisp, I was outside and uh, I remember looking up and going, is it a full moon tonight? That moon is massive. And then I was like, wait a minute, the moon doesn't rise in the West. So I was like, that has to be. And then sure enough, it was that. But
0: Now let me just ask you this. Have you had neighbors or people that live in the the area or anybody else confirm that that's what that is and that it isn't indeed a ghost monster?
1: Um, I have heard other people say that it's not totally uncommon. But, you know, in hilly areas. And okay. Vermont, you know, it, Vermont doesn't feel that haunty to me, but nothing really does. See, that's my problem.
0: Uh, I
1: want to feel it, but yeah. I'm not, I'm too ham-fisted with my feelings, I guess. Well, you, you,
0: not, I believe in I, you. I'm not
1: the right kind of sensitive.
0: I really do think that these ghosts are going to be so ready for some human action. Because um,
1: it's so okay if they move in, too. Like, I would welcome them. They're totally... Welcome to hang out.
0: <laughs> well, it's I a place to nestle in. I was, uh, one other thing I was going to say about will of the wisp. If you ever get sick of calling them that there are, according to this website, genies.fandom.com, there are, uh, some other names you can use, which include jack-o'-lantern friars, lantern, hinky punk and hobby lantern.
1: Oh, I haven't heard hinky punk in a while.
0: Or you can call them spook lights or ghost lights. Hmm. I like it. Well, and,
1: and also the the horrible monster that Jeff saw in the woods turned out to be a loose cow, <laughs> so, <laughs> and he said that he was he was here but it was like the first time he was ever staying out here by himself and the dogs were going crazy the next night and he said he turned his head and some giant thing went by the window like in a oh horror movie god. and it turned out it was one of my neighbors cows which happens quite a bit <laughs> so i tease him a lot ooh
0: oh my god that's a but the,
1: it's so weird that i was that we were having an argument about what sort of horrifying monster might be in the woods and then actually saw the the will of the wisp i was like what it really was scary
0: that is so cool try to film it next time
1: i do have a video which i will send you it is really unimpressive
0: okay i'm down to see it though yeah well you know what i think that's about it you really uh, are such a delight to talk to thank you for doing this
1: thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure and um i will make a better point at Next time I'm on tour, making sure I write down more of the stories that people tell me about the theaters. Because literally, pretty much every single one we go to has a story.
0: But are you the kind of person that asks? Or someone's just like, hey, welcome to the place, just so you know, we've got to go. If
1: I'm not too preoccupied with some sort of technical difficulty...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then yes, I will. I usually ask or, you know, I'll just get talking to whoever works there and they like to people love to tell you about their ghosts. They're usually very proud of them, I find. But oh, yeah, I'm sure you find that, too. Like, oh, definitely. I can't believe I get to be on your show and I don't have a ghost to bring. But
0: well, I'm,
1: I, I'm working hard for you out here. I, the first go, I will. I'll have you on speed dial.
0: Please. Thank you. Well, tell the people, uh, you know, where they can find you. Are you, are you working on music?
1: I'm working on lots of music and writing things. um, But there's basically all the touring kind of got pushed to pretty much the exact template of what this year was supposed to be, but next year. Got it. Hopefully that will still happen.
0: Amazing. Are you going to be in LA next year? Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I will absolutely be there. Thank you.
1: And I will, I will find you and, you know, I'll fork over the ghost stories and try to give you the, the, the hot Intel on what uh,
0: theaters are the most haunted. Love that. You can be our ghost theater correspondent. Thank you. Nico Case, be sure to go download her music and check her out if you're if you haven't heard her music before. Hey, that's something fun to do in quarantine or uh, in these crazy times we're living in. Check out a new artist, um, Nico Case. Incredible! Thank you guys so much for listening. I had another conversation that I'm real excited about for next week. I talked to drag icon Coco Peru. Coco is somebody that if you're a drag fan I hope you know about Coco Peru because she's been doing it long before the current times of drag that we live in and anybody that's been doing it for longer than um, 10 years to me is my hero and Coco's phenomenal. Actually Coco is known for telling stories on stage and she's a monologist is that how you say it Monologist. she's one of the people that tells monologues for a living and so when you want someone to tell a ghost story you won't, you haven't heard one until you've heard one from coco peru so not only has she had some ghosty experiences she's actually had ufo experiences alien experiences we get into it so check that out next week make sure you are subscribed please give the show five stars on apple podcast if you haven't yet and um i love it when you tell your friends about the show or you know do a nice little insta story or something like that um I'm on Cameo at Roz Dresviles. Instagram. Oh, you can see a picture of me in Joshua Tree on my Instagram reading about the paranormal at Roz Dresviles. And I would love to do a listener episode again soon. So please send your stories to ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode and if you don't want to be a listener episode but you want to share a story you can do it in a five-star review on apple podcasts or in our facebook group ghosted by ros dress thank you guys for listening i love you all both living and dead but if i didn't ask you to haunt me don't haunt me okay bye
1: stand and a podcast <clears throat> a podcast network